All right, how's it going tonight, everybody? We are Run the Real featuring Mike, Terry, Fox, and Dan. Oh my gosh, I missed the memo. It's, it's <laughs> Halloween. Come on, wow. Mike. Don't you check your work email? Jeez. <laughs> I'm the drag out your intro there. I didn't know. I'll remember for next week. <laughs> We're so spooky. Yeah, it's that time of year. It is. We've got a new category, slasher movies. Yeah. Those are always fun to watch during Halloween. It is. And I picked the first one, but I guess it's questionable whether this is a slasher movie, but we'll figure it out when we talk about it, I guess. Yeah. I picked The Cabin in the Woods, 2011. This movie, I know... Quite a few of us do like this movie on here. <laughs> I may already know. This is true. There's no need to hide it. Yeah. I think we've all seen it like multiple times by now, but this movie is directed by Drew Goddard. I know uh, Joss Whedon was involved in this a little bit. As like, Wait, he didn't direct it? I thought he did. He co-wrote it with Drew Goddard. Oh, weird. I don't know why I just assumed that. Yeah, the marketing really wanted you to know that Joss Whedon was involved on this. He was like hot topic back then. Um, that name drop. It tricked me. I would say if you have not seen this movie, this is one you want to know as little about as possible before you watch it. Absolutely. Just a little synopsis of it. Like five friends go to the cabin in the woods and things happen. But that's all I'm going to say. And we're going to spoil it. <laughs> right. You already know some of us like it. So take that as you will. Go watch it if you haven't seen it. It's October. It's a perfect October movie. And it's not very long. Yeah. It's true. It is my favorite movie to kick off October. I'll say it. Nice. That's pretty high praise. Well, I guess, what do you guys think of it then? We know we like it, but wh where do we want to start on this one? Spoiler warning, going forward. Well, I can't believe we've never reviewed it before. I was, like, checking our backlogs, like, being like, hmm, <laughs> hmm, did we, were we too hasty picking this? And Man. Maybe we did on the, like, radio show back in college. I feel like we, surely we've talked about it on the show. Maybe we just, like, watched it together a couple times or something. Maybe that's what we're thinking of, but... I could be. I don't know how we could have missed it all these years, yeah. Yeah. I... We've maybe talked about it offline, too, quite a bit. I know Fox and I were talking today, and I think the first time that I watched this, it was Fox, Dan, and I watched it all together. Way back in 2011... And Fox rented it from Redbox because he had a, a credit card. <laughs> None of us did. <laughs> it's a hot shot. You know, and I was looking for a slasher movie, if I recall. Very fitting. Um, Ten years later. That worked out. <laughs> I guess what I like about this movie is it's really fun on the first watch. Like, knowing nothing about this movie going in was awesome. Like, that was a really fun experience getting to see how they, like, deconstruct the typical formulaic, you know, cabin in the woods, haunted uh, college, high school movie. And they put this weird spin on it I would have never expected. It's such a fun mystery, yeah, because they, they lead into it in such a weird way with, like, those office guys. 
and you're just like, what is going on? There's just these two dudes talking, and then <laughs> there's like not even a cabin in sight when like the title just comes on screen. <laughs> cabin in the woods. You're like, what? What is this movie? I love that title card, man. It's like, it's not a super scary movie or anything, but that that first time around when you don't know what's going on, um, it's got some pretty tense moments in there a few times. Um, nothing like super scary or anything, but it's it has its moments. But then when you watch it again, at least for me, it's almost like, a comedy instead of like a tense horror film you know it's it's interesting how that works you're like in on the joke yeah you know what's going on (laughs) yeah Yeah, because i I was just cracking up at the high kid and then like the office worker yeah marty and the office guys um the whole time like everything they said was gold in this movie (laughs) it is so funny it's a lot like scream and how it approaches things i think i'm sure i'll bring up that comparison some more later in this review very meta (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, like we were talking about the first time you watch it. Yeah, I think a lot of the tension is just because you're trying to figure out. It's so unpredictable. You don't know what's going on, and so it's kind of, you don't know what what's possible, what they can do, you know, and all this stuff. So it's pretty cool. And yeah, I don't know. It just seems like it's so fun to watch every single time. I've Yeah, I've had a blast most times I've watched this. Yeah, I don't know how many times I've seen this now. I don't know, six, seven, eight, who could say? But somehow it seems to get funnier every time I see it. Like, I just catch one more quip or one more reference or read a new trivia fact, and it gets even better. I agree. It's very entertaining to watch. Like, I've seen this movie maybe, like, four times, and each time it's a fun watch. It's short. It's not long. And it you can tell, like, the people acting in it are having a blast in some scenes, just being goofy. And, like, it also pays, like, I want to say homage to other, like, influential horror movies. Like, that basement scene, the, like, Necronomicon. Yeah, the Evil (laughs) Dead. It's got zombie stuff in there. They've got some dude who kind of looks like Hellraiser. Yeah, they got, like, the puzzle box. Werewolves, the girls from The Shining, you know, it. It's got all that stuff in there. It's got the ring girl. Yeah. <laughs> or the grudge girl. That part got the like the heartiest laugh out of me, this go around where it just shows all the girls going around and like turning her into a frog and then it cuts yeah. away and the dude's like, F you, you stupid little girl. Yeah. Like, Kiko's spirit will live happily in this frog now. Like, yeah, yeah. So funny. <laughs> the, the dude's like, who would have expected they'd all sing or stand around singing what a friend we have in yeah. shit. <laughs> if the listeners don't know. Yeah, it's like they're setting up like all these they have to like appease the gods by like putting people through all these like pretty much horror movies. And if they fail then then the like world will end or something. So Yeah, every country it sounds like gets like a chance at it and Japan's is basically yeah, the ring or the grudge ripoff trying to kill everybody. It, it's so clever how they do that. It's such it, it's clever on a lot of ways because like 
like Mike said, it's very meta or whatever with the horror references and has a lot to say about it with its deconstruction of them. Like it, it talks about how horror movies are like, they're basically all formulaic and planned out for the most part. I, it, it's clever in how it goes about doing that, I think. Yeah, I agree, Dan. And I love Marty's character's like role in this movie. At the end of it, he has the choice. He's like, he can die and save the whole world, but he's like, no, screw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has a very interesting character like arc throughout this movie, I think. I didn't really notice in the past how like cynical he is in the beginning of this movie when he keeps like taking bong rips and then like saying something really negative about humanity. Uh, I mean, he figures out what's going on while he's like lit out of his mind in the middle of this movie. Yeah, I kind of like how uh, it, it's funny. Yeah, they, there's the the film knows like the horror tropes really well, and like it's funny because at first, yeah, all the characters are actually kind of seem like just normal human beings. The jock guy's not just a big idiot. He actually like knows stuff, you know. It seems like they're all just kind of normal, but then, yeah, they like slowly like whittle them away to just basic stereotypes and stuff. And it's, it's kind of fun to watch the the transition from yeah normal person to like whatever. Yeah, and how they get to those are always explained, and they're they're really funny. <laughs> yeah, and some characters even point out like. Did he just call so-and-so an egghead? He's like a psychology major. Why is he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of funny stuff like that. I really like that. <laughs> it's like <laughs> when they pump the gas in there because they're all going as a pack. And Chris Hemsworth turns around. It's like, uh, I think we should split up. Yep. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, even the guys in the control room are like, no, no, don't stick together. No. I love those dudes. There's such good, like, peanut gallery kind of Greek chorus examples of, like, the audience. Like, they want all the same things that we want from a regular slasher movie. You could you could almost see those guys as, like, the producers of a movie, you know? It's like, well, the audience wants this. They want this. It can't be helped. You know, we got to have at least five people. All of them got to die except for one. You know, we... Nudity is very much appreciated. We got to do that, you know. It's just <laughs> and like the the gods are like the audience, you know. And if they don't get what they want, they're not gonna spend any money. And yeah, that money's not gonna go to the movie. It'll fail. I saw that uh, Drew Goddard had said that when they were writing it, they kind of based those guys like off of them and how they were writing the movie. Being like, you know, oh, well, we got to have some nudity, got to have a, you know, a throat slit and kill, got to have some weird redneck zombies. Yeah, that that's an interesting take I hadn't thought of uh, for those characters. This go through when I was watching them, like I was cracking up, but also being in the corporate machine, you know, I could see I was like, man, these are just two corporate guys doing their job every day and. Everybody else working there is like worshiping them. Like, oh, yeah. they're the best. <laughs> and, I don't know. It was cracking me up a little bit how they were like taking bets on how they were going to die in these movies. Like they had, I guess, devolved so much. Maybe that's not the right word, but. Desensitized maybe. Yeah, yeah, desensitized so much to what they were doing. Um, like the end of the world was coming, but they were like at the start of this movie, like, oh, another day at the office. It's a really cool, like, um, not parallel, 
but like an example of how like Marty's like, man, humanity sucks. Because the whole time these guys are like making fun of these kids who are dying and being murdered horribly. Brings up a good point. So if I got to like have, watch my friends die to save the world, like maybe we just need to change the system. So <laughs> maybe this isn't the best way to go about it. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what those evil gods are going to do, but we never find out. Maybe it's not so bad, I guess. I don't know. They're going to destroy the world. That was, that was what, why they were sacrificing them all the time. Or I don't know how often they did this, actually. They don't explain a lot of the backstory stuff, and I guess that's to its benefit, but I kind of wish it was there more as well, just because I didn't get enough of this movie, because it was kind of short. It's all killer, no filler for the most part. Unfortunately, though, on that point, um, I love Sigourney Weaver, but oh man, her part was not that good compared to the rest of the movie. It really felt tacked on, and I was like, oh, oh this is so unfortunate. I wish they would have like set her up later, you know? Like, earlier, like, given her a lot more to do. If you're gonna have Sigourney Weaver, or I don't know, maybe, maybe that was it. Maybe she was like, you guys have ten minutes, make it count. Yeah, that's possible, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they do reference her. They're, they talk about this is what management wants, or whatever, or the upper levels want. And that's pretty much it until she shows up. I guess she talks to him in the elevator a little bit, but yeah, I wish they would have explored her dynamic in this a little bit more. But maybe it's good that the movie leaves you wanting more. Well, I guess that's maybe a point. It doesn't outstay its welcome, that's for sure. Yeah, but they don't really need her. Like, the rest of this movie's um, so clever and so well put together that her she kind of just sticks out like a sore thumb there at the end because she's like, ah, I've got to... She basically does what a lot of these movies they're making fun of do. At the end of the movie, somebody comes out and like explains the whole thing to you, you know? Yeah. Kind of just feels like an extended cameo, really, to me. It's just, oh, we got Sigourney Weaver for a day. Let's, yeah, let's have her do this. That does tell you what the gag is. Is like, we got Sigourney Weaver. Get it? Ha ha. I don't mind it so much, but yeah, it is kind of a, it start, it kind of drags a little bit with her, I think, just because it is just a lot of exposition all of a sudden. Yeah, that whole ending section is just a little weird because it kind of feels like Dana just turns on Marty really quick and is going to kill him until, I guess, what was it? The werewolf shows up or something. And I, I, I didn't like that character like turn that she did so quickly it seemed a little out of place for how they'd set her up until that point but it, it's not terrible it just kind of feels like maybe it's because i've seen this movie so many times but this time i was like mm, i don't know if she would have actually done that yeah even in the same scene i, I feel a little weird that marty lets the werewolf attack her just because they've set him up as being so protective of his friends the whole movie yeah, it it it's going great, and they they kind of bump trip at the end of the race there a little bit. Yeah, yeah, the last like ten minutes I think are probably the worst part of the movie, but everything else is solid. It's really good. I thought talking about the end of the movie still, I guess I love when like they release all the monsters and they just destroy everybody. Man, that was awesome. Getting to see all like the 
classic monsters just go to town on people. That's so fun, just like looking around. Po- yeah, like looking at all these different monsters. Because it seems like I notice something different every time I watch it. I think since a lot of this movie is fun references to other things, I don't think it really falls into that trap, though, like a lot of movies do that are similar. You know, like Ready Player One, for example. It's a lot of stuff in here that's harkening back to classic horror films and slashers and stuff. But that's not the main focus of the movie. It's just in there like a little Easter egg, you know? So it doesn't drag it down any for me. I guess it never, like, takes enough time to, like, stop the camera and wink at you or anything, you know? It's just all there. It's all happening. Yes. (laughs) Yep. It is nice that it's not, like... Everybody has their one-liner in this, too. Because it does feel kind of like it's a very meta movie, and that's a very meta thing to do right now in movies. And I appreciate that that doesn't happen. There's no winking at the camera all the time. Yep. It's just, it's not really a spoof, but it's just having fun with it, being like, yeah, these movies are all so formulaic and stuff, and, you know. It handles it very well, unlike something like Ready Player One does. I'd agree with that. Yeah, it's, I don't know, yeah, it's it's about stuff we love, but also giving us something new. It's like a fresh take on it. By making fun of the tropes, it feels very fresh, yeah. Or by, like, I guess, explaining the weird tropes that you find in horror movies. Oh, yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's what it is, that they take the time to be like, Oh, well, they're going to go do it in the woods because we have pheromones. Because who would ever want to do it out in the woods? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I like the way that the plot is laid out in this movie as well. Like, you kind of figure out what's going on along with the main characters. Because, like, the first time I was watching this, I was trying to think back. I thought they were maybe part of some reality TV. Like, I had no idea they were, like, needing to die to appease the gods, you know? Like... I I like these kinds of stories where they take characters and it goes in some weird direction like I never thought it was going to go. Like, I would have never expected this, especially because it starts so formulaic at the start. You're like, okay, this is typical, you know, A plus B horror movie stuff going on with these, these characters. But there's these weird corporate guys and what's their angle? I don't know. It's a very smart way to lay out this story to get you to the ending yeah i know i thought it was gonna be like a um like a classic trope of the horror movies are real they really kill them out there kind of thing oh yeah and then it takes a hard right turn away from that what'd you guys think about how this movie was shot like the cinematography i thought it was kind of mediocre for most of it but it did have a few standout scenes my my visual moment was there was a shot of the cabin at night with the lights on inside and it was dark and like misty. I wish there was more shots like this, but unfortunately, I didn't think there was. What, what did you guys think? I feel like, I don't know, I, I, don't, I feel like they like understand the tropes of like the horror stuff. But when it comes to like filming horror stuff, it never felt like masterfully done, I guess, to me. You know, it just felt like. The jokes were the main focus, and, like, the horror shots were always, like, very, 
I, I don't want to not great, I guess. I don't know. They just were like super generic, like middle of the road almost, maybe a little worse. I don't know. It just didn't feel like the, the director had ever like thought that hard about like how to frame the horror shots. But he had really thought about like the story and stuff like that instead. That's fair. This is his directorial debut. So that might be a factor. Yeah, most of this, it's fine. Like, there's nothing, like, great about it. it it's fine. It's, I'd say it's fine, but, you, you know, it works good. Not not to discount it any. It doesn't do anything stupendous, but it works pretty good. There is, I think it works better comedically than horrifically. Yeah, I, I agree, Dan. There's, like... One scene when they think they've, you know, killed everybody, satisfied the gods, but Dane is still getting beat up by like the zombie that. on the dock, and it's like blasting Ario's speed wagon and they're partying. <laughs> yeah. Like, like stuff like that. It is more comedic, but I, I just wish there was, it feels like they could have got, like you were saying, uh, Terry, more interesting horror shots in this movie but it, it just feels kind of generic the cinematography for most of it it's a little disappointing for me and this is why i wanted to bring scream up again in this movie um in, in comparison because scream is we, we we reviewed it on here and everybody liked it quite a bit um and it, it's a classic for a reason it does this meta commentary on horror films and it's really funny and it's really clever in how it does it but at the same time it's also a very good slasher movie whereas this movie i don't think is a great horror movie i think that it's a great comedy i'd agree with that i would agree with that too i really wish yeah because this would have been pretty great if like it had actually been like horrifying during some of the horror moments you know with like the zombies trying to kill them and stuff but never like gets scary enough or goes far enough with it i don't i feel like to and i get why i think they're trying they're really hard to balance that tone between the comedy and the horror but i think i would have appreciated if they'd been able to nail both aspects super well because you know it'd be it'd be cool to have like the bragging rights right like i've been like you know we understand the tropes but look how scary this still is and you know how funny it is at the same time like that would have been awesome like scream yeah I guess I could see how, like, if you went too hard with the horror, you know, like if you went full Evil Dead and had a tree assault a girl well, and do some other crazy stuff, it, it might, I don't know, I mean, I, I could see how if you went too far, it might make the office stuff seem an even poorer taste. It it might, but then it might make that stuff more interesting, too, because then they could get into the that moral dilemma, like, more than they well, they don't really explore that too much. They just make fun of it. But um, they could explore that moral dilemma. Like, is it okay that they're doing this since it's for the greater good or not? But they they don't want to worry about that. They're just here to poke fun and have a good time for the most part. Which is fine. Yeah, it's fine. It it works good. And it's very good at that. But it's it's not on the next level like something like Scream is. That's fair. It definitely could improve in several departments. I do wonder if somebody more experienced like had directed it if it would have come out closer to like Scream. Something I wanted to bring up too is I think some of the sets in this movie are pretty 
pretty good. Like the basement set, everything with the cabin, I loved. I'll just say it that way. Like the basement looked super cool. It had all these fun like Easter egg things in there um, from other horror movies. But just the cabin itself made me think of like Until Dawn and that kind of stuff. And I, I like that quite a bit. The cabin's awesome. Yeah, it looks great. They nailed that aesthetic. I wish they would have used the cabin more, but it it's just kind of like there. But it makes sense. I mean, this is a pretty tight movie at, you know, an hour and a half, and they don't really waste much time on anything. So it makes sense, but I wish they would have used it more because it looked so cool. So what do you guys think? Is this a slasher movie? So I was thinking about it, right? Because I don't, I mean, it doesn't follow a format of a traditional slasher movie in that there's not like a slasher villain out there slashing them. But I think the fact that it has so many references to slashers, for me at least, kind of brings it into the category. Because you're almost getting, you know, kind of spoon-fed bits and pieces of about 40 different slashers. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, I think it is. I mean... The, the zombie redneck dudes are basically like they made me think of like texas uh chainsaw massacre a little bit you know if you consider those guys slashers um then i don't see why you wouldn't consider these zombie redneck guys slashers i mean it definitely like goes in a totally different direction at the end but it's definitely <laughs> following those yeah those tropes a bit with the the slasher genre yeah it it's interesting to me to think about is this a slasher because most slashers when i think of them it's like you have the masked killer and it's more of the focus like scream or you know uh jason Voorhees, you know those kind of characters but i guess you could throw it in i'm not too picky about my slasher movies um and there's a lot of blood and death and stuff in this movie so i'd say lump it in I don't think I'm sold on it being a slasher yet. It, it's a it's a very hard movie to categorize outside of like you know the meta humor horror comedy thing. I think something like Tucker and Dale versus Evil is more a slasher than this movie is because it follows that formula more. But yeah, this one has some of the elements to it, but. Yeah, I I don't think it does for me, but um, I'm not mad about it or anything. <laughs> this is very Friday the 13th kind of in setup. Oh yeah, definitely. It's got like the creepy old man, all the teenagers. I guess the biggest strength for me, besides like the humor, I think the humor is probably my favorite part. But I just think like all the actors really nail their parts. Like you were saying earlier, Mike, everybody's having so much fun, like... I think everybody gets like a pretty fun moment for the most part to kind of shine and have a funny joke or something. Oh, well, I don't feel like we get enough out of Holden, I guess. It seems like everybody else is like a main character and then Holden's our side character for some reason. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess that's true. He doesn't do a whole lot. Yeah, he could be like anybody. He doesn't have much of a point in the movie. Yeah, did they even have, like, did he need to die? Yeah, he's the scholar, but they, like, set everybody else up to be the scholar, too. I mean, Marty's over there making philosophical references constantly. Dana's, like, you know, trying to be a smart, going-to-class gal. Chris Hemsworth is a smart guy. 
I think that's kind of the point, though. They're kind of have been fudging the numbers on these things, you know, like the final girl's not even a virgin. Technically, they're like, we have to do the best we can. So we see at the beginning, Chris Hemsworth is like actually a smart dude. Like, yeah, talking about stuff, but they kind of force him to be the jock character. Yeah, it it is interesting, I think, how they take the typical, you know, formulaic trope of horror movies like that and they're like oh yeah this is all bs this is most of these people would not make these decisions unless we put gas in the room or something like that put pheromones in the woods yeah i think marty even says like yeah it's like why is jules like dancing around and like stripping in front of all of us like she never does this like what's going on like <laughs> it's funny they're like aware of it and it's it's nice to see like, not complete dummy characters in this movie in the main roles. Like, I, I put in my notes, I was like, it's nice that Chris Hemsworth isn't the typical jock in this, you know? He's got a little bit more to his, to his character and it's not just a jerk or whatever, which was, which was nice. I wish they would have done more with those main characters, though. Um, cause they really don't do, I don't think they do a whole lot with them. So it would have been cool if they would have like played with those tropes a bit more. I think I just love, uh, the guy who plays Marty Fran Kranz. He, he's my favorite in this movie. And apparently I, I read in the trivia, um, that he was like pretty ripped, so that's why he doesn't take his shirt off or jump in the lake with the rest <laughs> of the people. <laughs> that's awesome. So he was like as jacked as like Chris Hemsworth, apparently. <laughs> what? Man, that would have been great if they would have done that. That'd be perfect to play with the tropes, <laughs> something like that. Have him and Hemsworth have like a, a muscle-off competition or something. <laughs> doing some weightlifting together in the morning or something, you know? I do feel like they kind of gave him a lot more to say and do than everybody else, but I'm not unhappy with, with that aspect, at least. He's so funny, it works in the movie's favor since, yeah, they don't really do much with the other characters, so... It really, the movie rides on his shoulders a lot, at least for their part, because um, Hadley and Sitterson, for the office guys, they're just great. I guess I do kind of feel like with uh, Hemsworth, right? I, I don't know if you guys saw The New Red Dawn. It is maybe one of my le least favorite movies ever made, to be honest. So I, I kind of feel like between this and Red Dawn, Hemsworth still kind of like is, you know getting his chops, kind of honing his acting skills. I don't really feel like it's until Thor that he really comes into his own. But maybe it's just the way it was written. I don't know, you know, I mean, he's obviously a famous actor, so who knows, <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was what... Well, maybe not Thor Ragnarok. Maybe there was something before then where they're like, ah, Chris Hemsworth is funny, and he could be really funny on screen. So this is like before that. So he's still being, you know, typecast based on his looks for the most part. Yeah, he's pretty funny in this, I would say. Too. He gets some chances to be kind of goofy, especially when he like pauses for a second. He's got some comedic chops in here, I would say. I like him. Oh, yeah, he's good. I don't think I, I've recognized the other actors in this really from much else. I know the guy who plays Marty. 
He was in a horror, other horror movie I watched uh, a while back. But besides that, yeah, not many other people. But yeah, I mean, they all did a good job. I'm surprised I haven't really recognized them. Yeah, that's what I thought too. They're all good. How how, how did this movie do when it came out? I know a lot of like horror comedies don't do that well, especially ones like this that are more fun for people who have seen a lot more horror movies you know this one kind of had a weird release it was made by mgm just before they went bankrupt so it didn't get a release lionsgate picked it up a couple years after it was made and did like a screening at like a uh like a film fest and it got really great reviews at the film fest but i mean you know <laughs> and then i think it went to blu-ray from there i don't think it got a theatrical did you see that it got theatrical, Mike? Um, uh, yeah, it it was in theaters for a little bit. Um, it was the budget, according to Wikipedia, was like thirty million, and it made in the box office sixty six point five million. So it made money, and it's got pretty good reviews on like IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. So like critics do like this movie for the most part, and I've have heard there's talks of maybe a second one. Really? Hmm. So I know I know Scream's pretty iconic, but that's got the actual horror stuff going for it too. Whereas something like this and Tucker and Dale, they just like for genre fans it seems like, and those usually are pretty you know, they don't do as well as we would like them to. <laughs> I do feel like this movie kinda has a little bit of a like cult status a little bit it feels like a cult movie kind of to me i don't know do you guys get that feeling at all from it well it's so genre specific and like genre fan specific like i don't know like how big of an appeal this would have to like i don't know general audiences who don't see a lot of horror films or slasher movies you know like, it's very specific in its focus and who their target audience is. And those tend to be more of the cultish films, I guess. I bet it is. It's I don't like, I mean, I don't hear that name surprisingly. I mean, I hear Cabin in the Woods every once in a while, but yeah, it doesn't feel like it's nearly talked about enough. At least in my standing of it. I, I really like it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's one of those movies that kind of, it kind of flew under the radar, but, you know, I think it's been appreciated in like the horror circles quite a bit. Yeah, I, I I know a lot of people who have seen it. I think you know I've, I ask people, I guess, kind of frequently if they are familiar with this one, but nobody's like, "Oh, I love that one." They're like, "Oh, yeah, maybe saw that one." <laughs> I mean, it's called Cabin in the Woods. They've probably seen a movie with Cabin in the Woods in it, right? Like, <laughs> something similar. The end is so bonkers and off the wall from what you would expect. That I bet that doesn't sit well with a lot of people. Yeah, that could be. I mean, the ending's not my favorite either, but it's everything else is so good. That's easy to forgive it. That you gotta be along for the ride for the ending to work. And part of that, I think, does require a bit of knowledge in the horror movie sphere. Yeah, I feel like this one does heavily rely on people knowing kind of like the the tropes of a horror movie to kind of get it like they kind of explain it they address it but it's so quick you know it's easier if you're familiar with it 
And bringing up Scream again, that's another reason why that one, I think, is the most iconic of this kind of meta humor into horror movie thing. Is that one you don't have to be like a super big horror fan to get the jokes and the humor and what they're doing in that one. Yeah, I mean, they have a whole scene in that one that it kind of explains like the rules or whatever, right? Like that guy, the, the film buff who's always going on about the rules, the rules. <laughs> yep, yep. I've never really thought about having to need the rules explained. Man. Now you're probably right. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Yeah, I think that might be part of why it's not talked about as much, but who knows. Hmm. So are we ready for some overall presentation then? I'm ready. Why not? So we got a scale we use to rate these movies. It goes from burn it, pass, watch it, or buy it in that order. We're all going to give a little spiel and then lay down our final ratings. So who knows where we'll land. Are the gods appeased or are they spiteful evil gods? We'll find out. But, uh, you know, usually it's random. But, you know, I've, this, I've been kind of concocting a little, like, ritual, you know. And I think the show is a part of that. And there's a certain order to these things, you know. Um, somebody's always got to go first. And, yeah, I'd be scared <laughs> to kind of, like, deviate from the past. Lest the, uh, the gods get upset. So, Mike, I'm going to have to ask you to go first this time. Hmm, do I correspond to the character in this movie who has to go first <laughs> <What's> from the <laughs> ritual? <laughs> yeah, no, I can go first. Anything to satisfy the ritual. Um, please don't kill me, but, um, you know, this movie's a lot of fun. I had a blast the first time I watched this, just watching the the twist into something I never expected this movie was going to be. To even now, this is like the fourth or fifth time I've seen it, and it's still a lot of fun to watch. And it's a hilarious movie. Like the characters crack me up in this all the time. They're having a blast. I love how the story like deconstructs the uh, regular formula we're so used to with horror movies, um, like these slasher horror movies, and it does something new and fresh with it. And I've got to give this one a buy it. This was a really good movie. I'm surprised I don't own it because it's so much fun. Um, but I will have to buy it even though I don't <laughs> own it. So buy it from Mike. Like I said, this is one of, you know, my favorite movies to start off October with. It's just a great, great reminder of all the slashers and classic horror movies out there. You know, you'll see a monster at the end and be like, ooh. Well, that's obviously got to go on the October list. But even outside of that, I think it's a fun movie. I mean, it's it, it finds this fun balance, I think, between poking fun and almost being a satire and also paying tribute to these like great horror movies that we love, despite their formulas and predictability and sometimes questionable actors. I, don't, I think it's a really endearing, fun movie. Like Mike said, it just seems like everybody's having fun making it. Fran Kronz as Marty is hilarious. The guys in the office are hilarious. They're like dudes from office space. I mean, they're, they're, they're so relatable somehow, despite being, you know, the, the head corporate guys of this crazy company that appeases ancient evil gods. I got to give it a buy it. I mean, it, it's kind of appalling that I don't already own it. The fact that I've rented it so many times. How much money have I spent on this movie? <laughs> like something's wrong with that. I just need to go buy it. You just need to go buy it. That's, <laughs> 
It's gotta be bought. Buy it from Fox. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of this movie as well. I, I stayed at the beginning, and I ain't ashamed. I love it. I own it already. Um, this is a really fun Halloween movie, too, I think. It's just, like, a good time. It, it's got some fun, like, uh, subversions of the horror tropes. It seems like it really understands the horror genre as a whole, um, at least in terms of, yeah, the the kind of stereotypes and stuff like that. And I really appreciate that because it is really witty. It's really clever. The characters are fun. Um, I mean, I've got some nitpicks here and there, but none of it weighs it down significantly at all for me. I have a blast watching this every time. I'm going to give it a buy it as well. So it's great. I would highly recommend it. Yeah, this is a really fun horror comedy that has a very clever idea for how it wants to deconstruct the horror genre um, that you haven't seen before, guaranteed in, <laughs> in one of these movies. And it's just a blast to watch it. It's fun. Like, first time you see it, it's got some intense parts, but it's never too scary. And then any time after that, it's just like, it's a it's a pretty fun comedy to watch. I don't think it has as much staying power, though, as something like Tucker and Dale versus Evil, which is like my favorite horror comedy of all time. Um... And it's not as good as Scream, which um, is like the pinnacle of this type of meta humor. But its strong points are very strong. And that's how it handles, like I said, the deconstruction of the horror genre. Um, so I, I'd give it a buy it as well, I think. Woo! One more year. Safe. From the evil ancient gods. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you watch it every Halloween, Fox. I knew it. <laughs> oh, no. Boys, get the pheromones. <laughs> oh, no. Has he been manipulating us this whole time to give it a good review? Wait a second. <laughs> What's that smell? Very suspicious. Well, you know, usually we uh, pick a movie next, boys, but I've got a question for you. Since it's the Halloween season. Oh? What's that? Did you hear that? Did I miss something? <laughs> I didn't. What? I heard nothing. <laughs> wow, my brilliant joke. All for naught. Here, let me try again. Hello. Do you want to play a game? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> Hello. I knew it. The Discord filter's too good, TV. It's too good. That's <laughs> <tried> so hard. <laughs> oh, well, my mic picked it up. It's fine. Okay. I've got a quiz. I've got a horror movie quiz for us. Oh, boy. Ooh, okay. There's uh, 12 questions. I'm trying to think of the best way to do this. I'm thinking we'll just, like, go down. Like, I'll give each of you a chance to answer, and then the other two can kind of, if you get it wrong, they can fight over, I guess, who gets to answer next. Um, and I'll keep track of the points on my end, who gets the most points. Ooh, interesting. I think we'll go in order of uh, our names in the show when we announce ourselves. So, Mike... You get the honors of going first. Perfect. Question one. How many times does Count Orlock blink throughout the entirety of his appearance in Nosferatu? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> that is incorrect. Anybody got a guess on the other two of you? Whoever chimes in first gets it. Three. Three. <laughs> wow. You are both wrong. <laughs> no. The answer was once. 
Ah, oh, so close. So skip me. So Fox, you're next. Which horror film was the first ever of its genre to be nominated for a Best Picture Oscar? Ooh. Oh, man. Haven't we done this one? I know I know this, but I don't remember what it is. I'm going to go with The Shining. I got nothing. That is incorrect. <sighs> exorcist, Exorcist. Ah, Dan got it. Dan yeah. is correct. The answer is The Exorcist. <laughs> I was going to say Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, that's a good guess. All right, who's next? Dan, it's your up. Okay, number three. Who did Wes Craven originally want to play the lead role as Freddy Krueger? Hmm, do I get a multiple choice? <laughs> no, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> Best of luck. No, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Anybody else got a guess on this one? It was a trick question. Robert England from the get-go. <laughs> that is also incorrect. Jack Nicholson. That is also incorrect. It's a man I've never heard of. David Warner. All right, Mike, you're next on the questions list. Question four. Which on-screen adaption fell flat, according to Stephen King? There's so many. <laughs> <laughs> At least in my opinion. <laughs> according to Stephen King, that's the, 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 the key. Stephen there. King, um, I'm going to say The Shining. That is correct. Yep, yep. All right. Next. Uh, this is Fox, I believe. How many years did it take to get aliens made? Oh, geez. I have no idea. Uh, six. Incorrect. Aw. Anybody else got something? Ten. Twelve. Both wrong. All right. It was seven. Oh! <laughs> you were so close, Fox. I almost thought you had it. Bummer. Dan, number six, which three horror films did serial killer Ed Gein inspire? <laughs> I don't even know who that is. <laughs> I'm going to guess, uh, I'll guess Black Christmas, Halloween, and I don't know, Friday 13th. <laughs> All three wrong. <laughs> Dang it. Anybody else got any guesses on this? Well, I know Texas Chainsaw. Okay, that's one. What if we figure it out together? Because I want to say Silence of the Lambs. No. That's another one. No, really? Oh, oh I wasn't even no. thinking of that. Really? Yep. I don't know what the third one would be. Maybe The Hills Have Eyes? Nope, not right. Yeah, I don't know. So we got two of them. Any other guesses? I'll, I'll give you all a chance to, la to guess the last one. It's very prolific. It's very famous, but it's old. I don't understand his connection to Silence of the Lambs, but... Ooh, ooh, ooh. I, I have an idea. Is it um, Alfred Hitchcock, Psycho? Yep, that's it. Oh, 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 oh. he got him. Nice. Well, that one I could see, yeah. You know what? I'll give all of you a point on that one for working so hard on it. So kind. Well, Generous. Yeah, I'll do that. You know what? I'm the ref here. I'll just do that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> who am I on? Dan was last, and Mike is next again? All right. Which well-known horror film is recognized as one of the most profitable films of all time? Oh, boy. <laughs> the Exorcist? Nope. Incorrect. Oh, boy. Friday the 13th. Nope. Is it Saw? Nope, but you're getting warmer. I'll give you guys... I think you guys can get this one. It's... 
It's in that area, though. You're, you're starting to hit the right time frame. Whoever gets it first, I'll just give it to them. If you got any more guesses. So it's an early 2000s movie. Ooh. Man. Uh, paranormal Activity. Oh, yep. Mike ooh. got it. That's it. Is that it? Ooh. I was going to say, I know that movie was made for cheap and made a ton. Good call. He nailed it. All right, Fox, you're up. What is the name of the demon that possessed Reagan McNeil in The Exorcist? Man, why couldn't you have asked this question like three, four months ago? <laughs> oh, man. I, I couldn't even make up a name. I don't know. Uh, Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. Not quite. Pazuzu. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Dan got it. Now that you say it, dang. <laughs> Goofiest demon name ever. All right, Dan. Which popular horror film was inspired by real events that took place in Gainesville, Florida in the early 90s? Gainesville, Florida, huh? Yep. Um, so did the, was the movie in the early 90s or the killing in the early 90s? Let me read the, let me just look at how they phrase this. Which popular horror film was inspired by real events that took place in Gainesville, Florida? That is a great question, Dan. I'm going to say the movie. Wait, that might be wrong. Let me double check. Hold on. It might be. I think they might be talking about the real event. Hold on. Okay. I have no idea. Wait, do you know the movie TV? I might. Thought you had the cheat sheet there. <laughs> right. I was like, man, if I like knew it, like I've had, if I'd seen it before. Or something. Oh, oh no, I just meant. <laughs> yeah, I know what the answer is, of course. I don't know. I'll guess hills have eyes. Probably not right, nope. though. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Who's next? Who's got a guess? I got nothing. I'm going to say Chucky. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> uh, I will say we've mentioned this movie in this review. Oh, no. Did I mention it? Oh, geez. I hope not. Hmm. It's not Friday the 13th, is it? Nope. Oh, my gosh. Is it Scream? It's Scream! What? what? Really? <laughs> Are you kidding me? This was inspired by something in Florida? Wow. What happened in Gainesville? Jeez. I would have never got that until the hint, <laughs> Terry. I was like, what was the only other movie we talked about besides this? Yeah, I, I had no idea. I would never have guessed that if I didn't see the answer. That one was tricky. Some of these are oddly specific, and some of these are not so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, Mike, you're next, right? Yeah, he's next. All right. How long did it take to film the Blair Witch Project? Ooh, um, 21 days. Nope, not quite. I'm going to guess 12 days. Nope, getting warmer. I'm going to say 15. Nope, all wrong. It was eight days. Oh, I was going to say five. <laughs> <laughs> It was close. You're getting warmer, but yeah, that's pretty crazy. That's not long at all. I knew it was quick, but yeah, that's real fast. All right, uh, Fox, what was almost the title of the Friday the 13th movies? <laughs> oh, man. Um, I don't know. Summer Camp Massacre. Nope. Dang. Nope. Okay. Nope. Fair enough. I used to know this, but I don't remember now. <laughs> Crystal Lake Killings. I don't know. No, no, no. Is something to do with, like, 
the mom, maybe. Oh, that makes sense. Oh, it's on the tip. I, I can't think of what is the Terry. It's Long Night at Camp Blood. Nope, I was completely <laughs> wrong. <laughs> Dang, well, good. It's really related to uh, the camp and all. <laughs> yep, wow. Pretty great. I think they got, they, they lucked out with Friday the 13th. That is a much better yeah. title. <laughs> yep. All right, Dan, this is the last question. Which horror film actress slept in bloody clothes for three days to nail the look of a gory scene? Oh, man. That's some dedication. I don't know. I got no idea. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> nope, nope, not her. Anybody else got any guesses on this one? Hmm. At how many days? Three days in blood. Ew. Um, I have an idea, but I don't know if it'd be right. And I don't know the actress. Um... What is that Stephen King movie with the the blood at the prom? What is that? Oh, Carrie. It that would be what I would guess. I I'm just thinking blood. Wow. Well, you know, I'm gonna give it to you because that is exactly right. It's Sissy Spacek from Carrie. Are you serious? Yep. That's right. Where'd you go? <laughs> nice work. Nice. Well, there you go. Let's uh, round up the scoreboard here. Mike, you got five points. Fox, you got one point. Ouch. <laughs> Dan, you got three. So, Mike, you are the champion. Hey. Nice. Nice. Some of those were like a community guess. And I think a few were give me. Some were pretty hard and some were really easy. Yeah. Not a very balanced quiz there, but hey, that's what I found online. So, there you go. Realizing I probably should not go to like bar trivia ever. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so for next week, uh, I'm picking our next slasher, and it's uh, I don't know how iconic it is, but I'm going with Prom Night 2. Hello, Mary Lou. Oh boy, <laughs> one of those titles. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, it's Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. I don't believe it has anything to do with the first one, um, but I feel like I heard that this is actually good. I'm not going to get my hopes up, uh, but, you know, <laughs> I figured we'd, I wanted to pick something that was a little more, like, in the weeds, in the in the high uh, excitement time for slashers, you know, back in the 80s, where they're just cranking these things out. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Doesn't get much more classic than a bunch of high schoolers going to prom. Yeah. <laughs> That is true. Slasher killers love that for some reason. But in the meantime, if any of your listeners out there want to get in contact with us, you can find us on Facebook or Twitter at Run the Real, or you can email us at runtherealpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up. What do you think about Cabin in the Woods? Is it a cult classic? Is it overrated? You think it's hilarious? I want to know what your thoughts are. So Yeah. Is it even a slasher? Ooh, yeah. Is it a slasher? What do you think? Yeah, get in contact with us. Tell us how you would have done on the uh, the trivia game. That was fun. Oh, jeez. Don't tell us. I'm sure you're all <laughs> awesome at it. <laughs> no <Dang>. cheating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Reach out. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, thanks for listening to us tonight. We really appreciate it. This is Run The Real, signing off. Mm-hmm.